time no see or a long time no hear. Um, thank you for joining me today on Versations of the Sass. Today promises to be an exciting day. How was your week? How was your day? It might be morning, it might be afternoon, it might be evening, whatever time it is. I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Now, we celebrated Mother's Day again okay <laughs> again and um, i want to wish all mothers out there future mothers out there a wonderful happy mother's day you are special you are loved and god continues to bless you abundantly so this would be the beginning of a two part or three part series depending on how it goes and i'll be talking about the effect of the beginning so i'm going straight in for the kill today so um i'm just going to talk about how the fall of man affected everything and how um there is still hope at the end of the tunnel no hope is lost everything that we think we have lost by virtue of the fall of man has been restored to us so but, but first and foremost before you know all other things that might happen so let me just state here that my thoughts and my prayers are with those who have suffered from this um, COVID-19 suffered in the sense that they are sick of your rewards at this point i speak healing unto you and i pray that god is going to grant you permanent healing in jesus name amen okay so today i'm excited because this was just it's not really like a teaching 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 or you know just like what i normally do it's like you know question and answer like i think of something and i provide the answer so that's how it's going to be so today is i'm going to be talking about the effect of the beginning like i said earlier the effect of the beginning so in the beginning as we all know god made the heavens and the earth and then he made you and he made me so he made you and i now but I believe that man has always been ambitious, hungry for more, hungry for more than he has, and and I want and I want to ask this question: Why do you think Adam and Eve fell? Now you could be like, oh, oh, maybe, oh, they were tempted. Obviously, yeah, they were, but I believe they fell because they desired more. You cannot tempt someone that is totally contented. I believe that for someone who is so filled, maybe you just had one of your favorite meals and you're stuffed, you know, to like, there's no more that can go in again. I do not think anyone can tempt you with that same thing because you'd be like, you know what, I've had enough, like, no, I can't. But I believe that Adam and Eve, they weren't contented yet. They weren't at the place they want they they felt they should be and they were ambitious and i believe that they wanted to satisfy their curiosity to find out if the claims of the serpent or the enemy 
were true and if indeed they could have the knowledge of good and evil and still be like god well you you could be like come on we get curious about things like it's not so bad like uh but i believe that being curious isn't bad actually rather it's what you do with it and how you satisfy that curiosity that matters so you could choose to ignore that curiosity like for example there's something they call the call of the void where you see an empty space or maybe you're at the top of a building and you look down science say it's like it's calling you to jump into it now you're being curious about "Mm, this place is so it's a void but one out of so many times you don't really want to jump in you're just you know or being curious about fire and you know you don't want to go and slip inside the fire or get burnt or anything so it's somewhat of that nature so it depends on what you use your curiosity to do or how you respond to your curiosity and that is what i believe you can choose you can choose to ignore it or let it overwhelm you and of course depending on the negativity or positivity of what you're curious about you would bear the consequences just like adam and eve now could it be that if eve had run to god and was like hey look god um see this happens is trying to tell me this and that and he said that i would be like you like do we think if that had happened what god would have done or uh, whether god would have answered her or what would have been the response of god we will never know we can only assume and I, i'm thinking here that if both of them had run to god to tell him about the antics of the serpent it's either god would have explained to them that it was not yet time for them to know about the importance of the the tree for that time or perhaps god was waiting for them to ask him because the bible says ask and you shall receive seek and you shall find knock and the door will be open unto you so perhaps if they had asked god and say god you know what you told us about this tree it's in our eyes in the center oh what is it about and god might, might have been like okay perhaps god might have been like oh you've asked okay so because you have asked i would let you know what this tree is about why i said you shouldn't eat it and all that and all that perhaps god was waiting for them to boldly ask him why that tree was there now there are a lot of controversies that say that oh god really knew that um, uh, they were going to be tempted he did it and all and you know we will never know we don't know but i'm asking here why exactly did god put the tree in the middle of all places the middle is like the central point the middle of anything is like the most important point is the strategic point it is a place that gets the most attention you know and so this was where this tree was situated and i believe that is a strategic place actually and and then it speaks to what god was exactly trying to do with placing the tree in the middle now here i come again because i believe i believe that like all things that have been given to us but for which we are to wait until we you until we are ready to use them the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and even that of the tree of life was meant for adam and eve actually i believe god god did not just put 
there to tempt them. I believe that God was so transparent that he put everything before them, both the ones they needed immediately and the ones they didn't need yet. It's just like, okay, I was listening to this um, preacher and he was like, um, he used to ask God like, oh God, why didn't you give us our, you know, parts um, so that um, while we're married, immediately we get married so that we don't do fornication. And he now got the understanding that God gave us a choice, you know, and it, it's almost the same line of thought I'm, I'm, you know, treading at this point where I believe that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was placed there in the middle, not necessarily to tempt them, but I believe that tree was meant for them all along. If not, God does not put for you put anything to you or put anything for you that you would not need or that is unnecessary think about all the parts in your body even the parts they say have evolved they are useful and even the ones that they said have evolved were useful at a certain time for example i heard your spleen you know what it used to be used for like back back millions of years ago is not what is useful now but it was at a point useful so i believe that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was there not to tempt them but it was for them it was for it was made specifically for them and i believe that at that particular time it was not yet time for them to partake in that thing and that is why it was called forbidden fruit because it was it's not for you to take it you are forbidding you are bad from taking it now another question is now do we think that if they had asked god to truly explain the tree to them or brought god in on the plan of the serpent whether he would have um, suspended the embargo that was placed on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil now you might say we don't know yes obviously we do not know as usual most of our answers have been we don't know but i want us to take our mind to the wedding in cana where uh, mary the mother of jesus went to jesus and was like um son the wine is finished and the wedding is still going on what are we going to do and jesus told us something it is not yet time it is not yet time for me to do this it's not yet time for the son of man to show you know all these things but guess what christ came he changed and the water into wine that even everybody was complaining that why didn't they serve this wine first because it was not customary for them to do so now for a god the son of god who is god also who changed protocol for the sake of his mother his earthly mother for a mortal how much more would god not have suspended any embargo that he placed on the tree of knowledge of good and evil he would have suspended it i feel he would have broken protocol he would have you know sat them down he might have um told them okay this is what it is i'm going to break protocol for you i thought this was forbidden but i want to show you something in this 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 you might have opened the door for a lot of things for adam and eve now i know some of us might be like um god on the seventh day god rested and all that and all and but do we think that god was actually done with adam do we think now there's a reason why i why i didn't put eve but do we think that um, god was done with adam after creating him of course not i do not believe so i do not believe that god was done with um adam because 
the bible says god rested on the seventh day on the seventh day god rested no work nothing but look at what he was doing after then after he rested he practically um gave a talk to adam all around to show him all the things that he had made he showed him everything his power and all and even gave adam responsibilities now mind you god never does anything halfway he follows it all through for 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 one yes i remember this for one it was after god told abraham sorry i'm saying abraham sorry (laughs) it was after god told adam that he shouldn't touch the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that he created Eve. It's this shows that God had other plans for Adam. God had other visions, other um, desires for man, for Adam. And mind you also, Eve was not even created immediately after the instruction. Other things came before Eve was was you know made. Now. There are three things I want you to note here from Genesis 2, 16 and 17. Now, at first, after God had told Adam, Hey, you, do not touch from this tree. Do not do this. Do not do that. Or else you would die. You hear me? God now saw that it wasn't good for him to be alone. So after the instruction, everybody was like, Okay, God, I hear you. Okay, now we're going to wrap up this meeting that we just had. And then God is looking at Adam and like, Mm-mm. It's not good that this man should be alone. No, he needs somebody. He needs a companion. And what does God do? Secondly, he made animals from the soil and all birds. And he found found out that they were not suitable companions. He found out that they were not suitable companions. The bed wasn't the dog, wasn't the elephant, the the, um, serpent, the uh, lions all of them they were not suitable companions for man and then at the third step he made eve all these steps show that god had plans for man which didn't end before or after the instructions what stopped the plans what stopped the touring what stopped the the things that god had in store of which we will never know from coming to pass was our communion with him after the fall of man of course adam and eve ate the fruit and they did not die yes so moving on although adam and eve ate the fruit and they did not die they didn't die did they but i believe that the death talked about by god was into form one they could now die they were now mortals so they were going to die they could die they could you know lose you know grow old shrivel up and die and secondly they were going to be dead to him you know when um you say someone is dead to you you don't remember the person the person is of not of not so much of an importance to you uh, importance to you i beg your pardon and we can see here that that god says that when they eat of this they would die the death here is about physical death and a spiritual death wherein he will no longer walk with them in the cool of the evening if he cannot because they have disobeyed because he knows that dying means 
just dying to his presence dying to all his promises that he has for you and you know he hates sin so much that he turned his back on jesus on the cross that um christ has had to say that um famous word lie last about my god my god why has thou why has thou forsaken me because he hates sin so much and so in his mind you are dying to him you're dead to him you, you do not have we just cannot you know talk again because you have just done this this act and so he such a person the dead meant um dead to his presence who were now unclean and unworthy of working with him or having anything to do with him and we had unfinished potentials and purpose which we will not um be partaking in because of our fall now speaking of unfinished potentials i believe that man has unfinished potentials he has unfinished purposes and that is why we are constantly looking for things to fill us up we 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 I believe we didn't complete our fellowship with God. I believe we didn't learn enough. I believe that we didn't really get to the root of knowing who God was, his purpose for our lives. And that is why we feel incomplete without Jesus. And no matter how much you make, no matter what you get, no matter where you, what you attain, you still feel that level of incompletion or incompletion or whatever because you are still not there now you could say but we eat eight of the forbidden fruit and we have understanding and we're like god right well i would like to tell you that that was a very big scam because regardless of what you say i believe that even if they say oh you're like god you are not god because his foolishness is greater than even solomon's wisdom not to talk about his strength not talk about his grace not talk about the things he does to really get an idea of how wonderful and how incomparable god is i would just advise you to just read isaiah 40 12 to 31 and then you'll be amazed you'll be so amazed and so never think that oh you have the understanding that god has because you do not but then the understanding that it seems that we have is one that was gotten prematurely without his manual it's like buying an electronic and not being given its manual you don't know how to operate it and so you're just staring at it and even when you might end up destroying it so this understanding that we think we have is not it's one that was gotten prematurely we do not even know how to utilize it we do not even know how to step into it we do not even know how to coordinate ourselves and that's why most times or all the time the human mind the human understanding is deeply flawed and that is why we are struggling daily with bias wrong mindsets and perspectives and we do not know how to wrap this all up because we have not yet giving everything to god for him to change and our mindset but then in all this ruckus comes a grand design a great desire from god to save us to deliver us from the hole that we dug ourselves into and so this is where christ 
steps in. This is where Christ comes in. And then God in his infinite mercy brings us salvation through his son. And it is by salvation that we are given the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. And when we accept Christ genuinely as a personal Lord and Savior, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit comes into us after we have been saved. After we have been saved. Um, let me, let me break this down. The ambition of man through taking the forbidden fruit was to have understanding and be and be like God. Now with salvation comes another outlook entirely. So after salvation, we now have a status of a godlike status. A stage that man tried to attain in Eden prematurely. And now being one with Christ, we have been given this status by virtue of being redeemed in Christ Jesus. And so this is the step. You are saved. The Trinity comes into you, the Holy Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And you, when you perfectly walk in this principle, you have eternal life. And you therefore become a child of God. That even when you die, you have the gift of eternal life, which is that tree of life that we're not allowed to partake in because we had now eaten the, the from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil now we man was and adam was ambitious to get um to that pedestal of having unique abilities of being like god but yet when we accept christ as a personal lord and savior we are blessed with supernatural abilities mentioned in Galatians 5 which are the fruits of the spirit now you say ah supernatural abilities came yes because these abilities are unknown to the world that we are in now these are abilities of peace joy patience long suffering self-control which are unknown they are foreign to the world but when we imbibe them they they carry so much power so much um vibe no matter where we are and so and they end up sometimes transforming lives and this is the main reason this is the main reason why we are to hold our salvation with fear and trembling in philippians 2 12 we are to walk our salvation with fear and trembling so as not to fall from eden again so as not to fall from the eyes of god from the fellowship of god like um like we once did in Eden, and because the enemy moves around like a lion, just like he did as a serpent, looking for who to, to devour. Because we have this status, we are even in his sight because he wants us to fall again. He wants us to, to lose our hold, our grip on the word of God, on Christ's anchor. Now, so we are getting a repeated sin whereby, due to our restored nature with God, the enemy comes time and again. Like he came to Eve to entice to entice us to go back to our old nature. Of course, sometimes we fall. Yes, sometimes we fail. Sometimes we give into the flesh. Sometimes we 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 give into those desires, our old nature. And of course, once again, we are like Adam and Eve, struggling and you know, um, crawl, um, crawling over ourselves to try and get leaves to cover our 
ourselves because because we have sinned we feel naked we feel afraid we feel vulnerable and we feel guilty which in turn drives us from the presence of god which can be likened to how adam and eve hid from god when god was asking them where they were after they had eaten the forbidden fruit this this revelation comes with a very great grace that abounds it means that there's no more a barricade you know when adam and eve were um driven from eden there was a sword and the tree of life that was spinning in different direction to stop anyone from approaching it now that is no longer so because of the death of christ jesus there is no more barricade the barricade of sword is no more there to the barricade that stops us from coming to his presence the sin that stops us from coming to his presence your cleanliness ungodliness the old nature that prevents us from coming to his presence the death the death that we have been in because of our sin is no more there because we are no more dead to him we are now dead to sin and risen in christ and there is now grace there is love there is joy there is peace available for us when we approach with a broken and contrite heart even when it seems like we have fallen from eden even when it seems that once again we have gone back to the forbidden fruit we have gone back to those things that god said do not eat in the event of encountering Christ, we have eaten the fruits once forbidden, but now given to us the children of God along with the tree of life. Hence, we now have the complete package and now nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can separate us from the love of God because you have been bought with a price. First Corinthians 7:23. And then just take some time to read Psalm 49:79. And it shows you how much life is so expensive. But yet, no greater love has a man than this than for a man to lay down the life. Lay down his life for that of his friends. And this is what Christ did because life is very expensive. And Christ comes and he does it on the cross of Calvary for you and I. So that that sin, that embarrassment, the shame, the disgrace that was suffered in Eden is replaced with beauty, is replaced with joy, is replaced with amazing, amazing, amazing things. So, what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to give us a picture about the Garden of Eden. I'm trying to give us, paint us, paint us a picture of how it was to have been walking with God in the cool of the evening, to be given instruction, and then to have that unique relationship destroyed completely because of disobedience because of partaking in things that we're not supposed to be partaking at the right time at the right time but now with the consciousness of christ with the consciousness of christ dying for us with christ now coming in as a second adam we are restored we are renewed we are delivered we have been sanctified and now you see that ambition we try to get in eden where we try to get understanding when we are now in christ that understanding comes to us 
the proper understanding understanding of ourselves of our nature it comes to us along with that quality comes with eternal life the life that we were barricaded from it comes to us now because we have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb also not only that we now attain a status a status that is godly that we can even refer to ourselves as gods and so now we are saved we have the full package now nothing can separate us from the love of god so i'm just trying to tell you here that god has done so much to bring us back to him there has been a lot of history between us and god and it is important that we reevaluate our lives even at this time because this covid is a time to think about your life and think about whether you're really living for him and think about whether you really are living according to his purpose or whether you're still dwelling in guilt in shame or even in ignorance on the, of the things that are before you i just want you to just meditate on this and if you know that you're not in the right standing with God, it's a time for you to take up that that take up that mantle, take up that strength, the courage to stand up and yield yourself to God and tell him, Lord Jesus, take over my life, take over my soul, take over my desires, take over everything that concerns me. I do not want to share anything with you. Rather, I want to give you all and I ask that to take preeminence over my life and over everything that I have. This is the most I can take for today. I hope it has really blessed you. And I really, really hope that changes are made and we get deeper understanding and revelation of what God is telling us today. So have a wonderful day. And please do not forget to partake in all precautionary measures as regards COVID-19. You are blessed. You are highly favored. Please have a wonderful, wonderful week, a wonderful day, a wonderful experience. Take care and goodbye.